With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast for you on this very warm and humid Wednesday. Al Dukes, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. We're in a, a different studio today. It's throwing me off a little bit. Hopefully not too much. I think we'll be Testing fine. Testing one, two, three. You look good. I just have to get my settings correct. Otherwise, it's too loud, Jerry. I watched a uh, documentary series on Netflix. I think you might enjoy it. Maybe you won't. I will uh, tell you about it, and then I guess you'll make your decision, Jerry. If not, I'll just sum it all up for you here and then save you four episodes. Four episodes. It's a uh, documentary series on food called uh, Blue Zones. Okay. So what this guy did is over many, 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 many years, he looked at places on Earth where there is an inordinate amount of people living to be 100 years old. Okay. Okay. So he went to these places. Like Asia, places like that? Yeah, but they were all, they were mostly all uh, like an island somewhere. Oh, okay. So he went to these places, spent time in these places, and tried to observe uh, and talk to the people that live there. And specifically the people that were in their 90s, people who were 100, and, mm-hmm. and tried to figure out what is the secret to people turning to be 100. Right. And, uh, so what he did is he he went to these various places, and then after all of the the time going there and studying and all stuff, he put together things that seem to be commonplace amongst all these places. What do these people have in common? This is really what he was looking at. And he's got a website, uh, Blue Zones. I think it's Blue Zones. Yeah, BlueZones.com. And uh, on here he goes through the things that seem to make people live to 100 Mm -hmm. or just not be uh, decrepit as we get older. Yeah. These are the- It's so funny. I just read an article on this yesterday on living healthier longer and not needing diapers and and feeding tubes. Correct. That's what this is all about. So even if you're not living to 100, just how do we live better Mm -hmm. as we get older in life? And one of the things that he found- um, in all of these blue zones around the world is that it's people who, not necessarily exercising, but moving naturally in your day-to-day mm-hmm. life. Not sitting a lot. Not sitting a lot. So it was like people who are exercising without going, without like exor- daily exercise is part of their life, 
but they're not going out specifically to exercise. Mm -hmm. It's just part of what they do. So is there, when they get up in the morning, do they uh, do some gardening Mm -hmm. where they're up, they're down, they're bending their back, they're pulling weeds out of the ground, they're doing this. uh, This whole idea of just moving naturally in whatever it is you do uh, to what you spend your days doing. Mm -hmm was like a very important thing. Right, which is why the office worker in this country and around the world is a recipe for an earlier death. Yes, he actually brought that up as far as like we get up in the morning and especially where we live and where people are hearing this, you're in a 45-minute to an hour-long commute where you're sitting in your car. You get to work, you sit in your office. Yeah. You get in your car, you sit in traffic on Mm -hmm. the ride home. You get home, you sit, you eat dinner, you sit down, you watch TV. It is incredible how much sitting we do until you realize that um, uh, everything we, like the the comforts of America. Yes. Was one of the things that kept coming up. Because even in like some of these Asian countries, they sit on the floor. So they're constantly getting up, sitting down, getting up, sitting down. Instead of like getting on a nice comfortable couch. Mm Mm-hmm. Like we do. Yeah. So I got to start thinking about that, Jerry, as I get Get rid of your furniture? I said to Gene, I go, what if we just got rid of all the furniture? I go, think of how open my condo would be. (laughs) Just have like a couple of cushions. I'm not coming over for the Duke's barbecue then next year. What? Not if there's no no furniture. Yeah. I'm going to have no furniture, Jerry. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to have like, uh, have you ever been to an Asian restaurant that had seating like that? No. I went one time many, many years ago in uh, Tampa. Mm Mm-hmm. It was a sushi place. It was my my first time going to sushi. And the tables were low to the ground, and you sat on, like, a cushion. Like a... It wasn't a chair. Yeah. You took your shoes off, like, uh, Japanese-style, Jerry. That's cool. Yeah. Think about opening one here? Uh, that might be interesting. Yeah, could be interesting. Right? Could be interesting. But in America, Jerry, everyone's obese, and they wouldn't be able to get yeah. up after they sat down. That's why. But, again, this comes back to all the confusion that we have in terms of whether it's nutrition, whether it's physical fitness, whether it's activity, you know, there are some that will tell you, you got, if you do 30 minutes of high interval training, the HIIT training, you are going to be in unbelievable shape. Then there are those that say, knock it off and walk your 15,000 steps, forget 10,000, that's not enough. 15,000 and you're going to be good to go. Then there are others that say, really, anything over 4,000 steps is just overkill. You kind of got to blend that with this and then have a good diet. And then there are other ones that say jogging is it. Then others say, no, 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 no. Jogging is terrible for your back. You want to swim. It's the greatest exercise you can ever get. Then the other ones will sit there and tell you, what are you guys complicating this for? Just go jog for 20 minutes. It's like, whoa, what is it exactly? I like when they go, just doing five push-ups a day will oh, do it. For, like it's they, amazing. I always think of Joe Beningo when you, whenever anybody suggests running. running. Yeah. Double he, hip replacement. Yeah, double hip replacement, the damage it does to yeah. your knees. That's just. The, it's so funny that when I look back, there are two times in my life that I've been in, I, not when I say tip-top shape, I don't mean a six-pack or any, I don't mean that. But I mean my weight was was great. My pant size was like a 31, not the 34 that I wear now. Um, I looked down and I saw a flat stomach and I felt great two times in my adult life. And that, well, three, after high school, I was like that. But then when we did Insanity, which you know about, that was 
phenomenal. It's hard, though, to do that every day. Very hard. And to find the time, it just, that's an excuse, but it's true. And the other time, and this kind of goes into what you're talking about, because I wasn't doing it for exercise, was when I belonged to the golf club in 2000, uh, 2000, 2001, I'm sorry, 2001 to 2004. I walked four to five days a week that golf course. I never took a cart. I put the clubs on my back, and it was spring, it was summer, and it was fall. There were only three months a year that I didn't play. And in the summer, I'd be out there by myself when it was 100 degrees out. And did you look at that like I am go- I have to go do exercise, no, or that was just part of your I want to play golf. Correct. That's what they're saying here. Exactly. And so, like, I just joined this club now with my two boys, and so over the last two weeks, I have walked the course an average of two times a week. I'd like to get it to four to five. The problem is time doesn't really allow it. But that was an exercise. I was going to play golf, and I loved it. And I was good at that time. I am horrific now, but that's besides the point. But I didn't do anything diet-wise, but it was just every day was five to four to five hours walking in the sun, but having a blast, not even thinking that it was exercise. Those two times from the time I got married are the only times I've really been in, in shape like that. Yeah. That's what we need to get back to, Jerry. Well, I'm trying. I joined a club, and we're playing three days a week now. So You're moving naturally. I'm trying. As the blue zone says. And I really do enjoy walking. It's not, And it's not that it's exercise. It's that, to me, you play the, you actually play the course better. You see it better. I know it sounds crazy, but it's just a better way to play. You know, and, Plus, and you're exercising. And that's how you're supposed to golf. That's how Tiger Woods does it. I completely agree. The second thing they found, Jerry, for these people that live uh, long lives long, healthy lives, is they have a purpose in life. What is your purpose? What have purpose? I been saying, Al? To have a purpose To in wake life. up and have something that you want to tackle and accomplish that day or right. work towards. And what is your, uh, And a lot of these um, remote places where these this was happening, it was not only like, what are you doing today, but their purpose was like, I make... Uh, this for the community. Mm-hmm. I make the, whatever the heck it was, I make these wooden benches and people buy them. And, that, and that's what I get up and do every day Yeah, uh, to have a purpose. And I got to tell you, the last, you know, I took four weeks vacation in yeah. the summer. Yep. That last week when I was down to, like I, I was now on my fourth week mm-hmm. vacation within a, a two-month period or two, three-month, yeah. peri- two-and-a-half-month period, I got to tell you, I got to the point where I was like, what am I doing? And Nothing. yeah, it was interesting to, I do like to get to that point before I go back mm-hmm. to work uh, in September. And I got to it about Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Of last week. Yeah. And I was like, what is my, like, what is my purpose? Right. And it does start to think, cause I'm always like, oh, I'm going to retire early. To do what? You better have a game plan. Yes, thank you. Better thank have you. a game plan. That's why, and, and I've said this as a joke too, even if it was something as simple as joining a golf club and knowing that you're playing every Tuesday yeah. through, you know you're waking up, you can't wait to get there, you're going to have some lunch. All right, you want to go home and relax at 4 o'clock, so be it. You woke up with something on the docket that you were looking forward to doing. Yeah. Or even starting a web, something. Yeah, and this is the thing I think about. Like, I do get that from my job. Okay, if you don't get that from your job because you have a a, a more of a traditional office job or sure. a cubicle job, then that's when you have to find something else, yeah. right? So, are you? Do you have a YouTube channel? Do you have? 
uh, do you have a side business? Like something that you feel like is your purpose. Mm-hmm. If doing a nine to five job doesn't feel like a purpose, but you need money to pay your bills. Yeah. You do need that next thing, golfing, something like yeah. that you see as your thing. And I know Eddie's clipped it before and he's played it before, but but it is true. Like when I see certain older people that wake up to watch TV and have their meal and watch TV and have their meal and watch TV and go to bed and then repeat the next day, it's, I don't know, it, it just seems like you're on the highway to death. Yeah, and those, those people tend to decline yes. faster. It's It's terrible, and you see it a lot. You really do. Yeah, like I really enjoyed like on my off day getting up, having a coffee, slow coffee, mm-hmm. looking through the news, reading things. But then by 10 a.m., <laughs> I needed a purpose. Right. And I didn't have one. I'm, I'm well aware. Yeah. That's why, and it's, you know, I... Whether it's the calendar now, which keeps me very busy this time of year. Yeah. Whether it's Rutgers in the winter, the Cowboys, and the boys playing. Like, I always think all these things are great. You know when they're really going to be great is when my boys are done playing baseball. And so Matthew's done. Joseph's 13, 14 year. I got, like, what, four years left with him? Maybe five. And then I think if I'm still in good health, well, if baseball carried me March through August and really October, but I'm so busy in September, October, I wouldn't need that. But basically March through through August, how am I filling that void? Right. You know, so things like the calendar, the merchandise, the cornhole, it's it's a lot. But you know what? I got something to do. Yes. And something and if I really wanted to work harder, I could make the cornhole a lot bigger. And I know Boomer jokes about that. I don't have the time right now to make it bigger. Right. But I could if I really wanted to. Yeah. You know, and that's purpose. Exactly. Purpose, Jerry. Yeah. Another one was uh, what they call the 80% rule, which is eat until you're 80% full. Okay. Hard to do for a lot of people. Very hard Myself to do. Myself included. Yeah, I think, again, like in America, we have an overabundance of food. Yeah. And in some of these other places where he found these blue zones of people living to a hundred, a lot of the people were eating off of their own land, mm-hmm. right? So they were growing f- food or, or people in the community were growing food and they were sharing food. Sure. So it was less about like, we just get these enormous portions yeah. here. That was one of the weird, one of the things I, I did notice when I went to Italy was when you went out to a restaurant, everything, it was like a very reasonable portion mm-hmm. Like when you got pasta, you didn't get two pounds of pasta on a, on, yeah, you go to a, on pe- a big thing. You go to a pizza place and you get chicken parm. Yeah. They give you a gigantic piece of chicken, tons of cheese and sauce, and that's over half a pound of spaghetti. Yeah. Like, who is this for? Yeah, but a lot of times, like, when I'm in a restaurant or something, I go, I almost always eat everything on my plate. I got to just keep shoving food in I my mouth. I got news for you. For what they're charging, you better well, eat th- it. That's the, that is one of the things in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Or you better bring it home and make a second meal out of it. Right, but I always think, like, ah, I know I'm not going to eat this yeah. tomorrow. Like, we ordered at Barrel and Roost, I ordered a, uh, the sausage and pepper pizza Friday night while we were sitting at the bar. I knew I wasn't eating the whole thing. And because it's a smaller, like, bar pie yeah. size, six six small pieces. I had three. I knew the three were for lunch the next day. Right. Or dinner when we got back from baseball. I'm like, I, there's no way I'm 
giving you these three back. Right. I'm taking these all. <laughs> Absolutely. But I don't know. How do you know when you're 80% full? That is a good question. I don't know, especially if it's delicious food yeah. you're enjoying. Yeah, it's really, I don't do it all the time, but pizza, I struggle. I have one more. What is it really? Exactly. And then eat that third slice. I'm like, oh, that was too much. And then if there's only like a slice left, 100% I'm eating it, yeah. not taking a slice home. I I agree. 80, but to sit there and tell you to stop eating when your body's not telling you that you're done is difficult. It is. Very difficult. But Very that's what, difficult. But that's also what you've done so well is the portion control for much of for much of your meals. Yeah. No? Yeah, I think yeah, well, definitely when I was trying to drop a few pounds, yeah. I definitely would portion out because whatever I cook, I'm eating it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing like so yeah, just trying not to cook so much so that I'm shoving more food in my face. Yeah, Kim made last night, she made these, you know, from Costco. Um she put the chicken on the uh, not the barbecue, but the the stovetop pan or whatever. Yeah. Um, and cooked it over olive oil. I'm like, but and she says, she goes, these pretty big. I'm like, well, cut them in half. And she goes, oh, okay. So that's what she did. So she gave me that with peppers. That's what I had today because I didn't eat it last night. It was a half a piece. If I was home, I'd probably eat the whole thing. Oh, absolutely. And it's too much. Yeah. Way too much. Another thing, uh, they they were doing, they were eating a lot of like, it was very plant-based, mm-hmm. their diets in, in most of these Again, places. Again, more confusion. Is plant-based good or is it bad? I totally agree. This is where I'm like... I throw my hands in the air. I've been reading so much about carnivore and eating meat and how good that is. Meat, eggs, dairy, all the things we were told not to eat is is wrong. And then this guy's like plant-based or when they do eat meat... But again, they don't have an overabundance of meat right. in a lot of these places that he was going to right. where they have these people living long lives. They weren't like... Was it so, heavy with fish? It was uh, really heavy with beans. Okay. Which is which weird. Which are things that certain people tell you to stay away from. Correct. I know. It was, None of it makes sense. And when they eat meat, it was like a couple times a week, mm-hmm. small portions, that sort of thing. So, yes, it gets very confusing. Meantime, the carnivore doctor is telling you to eat bacon for breakfast, turkey for lunch, red meat for dinner, and then if you're hungry, some beef jerky. It's like, wow. I know. I don't know. I don't know what to. I am getting to the, that point with the internet now. Sure, that's too much. That it's too much conflicting yeah. information. I am going to stick by what I said to you years ago, and that was, and I think you've come around. Maybe you haven't. I don't know. Any diet that tells me I can't eat fruit, correct? I'm not interested. I agree. And any diet that tells me I can't have a salad with with vinegar, I'm out on it. You can't tell me. Yeah. That having cucumbers, romaine lettuce, and pick peppers, chopped up peppers with a little balsamic, not vinaigrette, vinegar. You can't tell me that's bad for you. I agree. I'm with you on that. Uh, I'm with these, like if it's a whole food. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I'm a lot, right. But you see people go, you only have half a banana because of the sugar content. No. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. I'm out on that. I should be able to eat six bananas if I want. Uh, yes, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. If you, I do believe, and I've always wanted to put together my own diet, based the on Jerry what, diet. Well, based on what I like, and do it with all the fruits, all the vegetables that I want, and keeping it to lean meats. I wish I liked fish. You have no idea how much I wish I liked fish, and beans because I love beans. That's it. 
I would love to see if I could, but it's just, then I did it with the kids and then the shopping, because I don't do the shopping, and I tell her I want this. She's like, what? Uh, okay, oh, never mind. And I end up just, again, throwing my hands in the air and say, what's for dinner, hon? The problem is I need to cook. Right. And I, I don't have the time to cook. So. When you don't lo- no longer have that baseball and you have that void, Chef Jerry. Yeah, I mean. cooking stuff. It's not even that. It's like we're playing golf in the air. Like we're playing today at 3 o'clock, and it was hot as balls today, but we're going to go play at 3. You and the boys? Yeah. When we get home, actually today I probably won't even eat dinner because it'll probably be 6.30 when we get home. But she'll have dinner ready, and I'm sure it'll be awesome. But it's not like what I just talked about. It might be mac and cheese with, uh, you know, uh, chicken cutlets, which is delicious. (laughs) Sure. But that is not what I'm talking about here. Yeah. You know, it's not, if you don't cook for yourself, it's really difficult. And if you don't prep the food the night before, it's really difficult for the next day with the hours we have. Yes. So, I don't know. Yeah, there's this guy who does this Blue Zones thing. His name is Dan Butner, I think. Okay. Dan something. He had posted something about yesterday about the plant-based diets mm-hmm. that all these people have. And he says, you know, if uh, uh, w- it, you know, you shouldn't be eating, uh, you know, an Egg McMuffin meat cheese and eggs so i wrote under i go well people who eat meat cheese and uh, eggs also might not be eating egg mcmuffins because it has a whole bunch of other crap yeah yeah, yeah. boy i had so many plant-based people yelling at me (laughs) why don't you go talk to the tribes of blah 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 where they worship cows and they've been living off of uh plants that I don't know. You're right. <laughs> these people were eating very little meat and living to 100. Right. I see these other things where they'd say, uh, listen, we've been eating meat, eggs, and dairy our, our whole lives, and only now people are uh, overweight. And, uh, so that's the healthy stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible to know because also with in America – even if you said you're just going to have meats and the and the and the vegetables and the fruits, all right, now you go pick out your meats. Which ones are just jacked up with chemicals and right. antibiotics, and which one are they really grass fed? I don't right. know if I believe that. Correct. That's I right. Mean, it's another thing. All of it. It's so bizarre. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. It stinks. Yeah, it does. But it's an interesting um, docu series called uh, Blue Zones. It's on Netflix, so I would check that out. I enjoyed it. It's all right, Jerry. I, I like, 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 the last one I saw was the one about poisoning our bodies. Yeah. With all the, and again, that was all romaine lettuce and the types of things we're talking about. Yeah. Um, the Salmonella. chicken, the eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do like watching those documentaries. So yeah. I, I might check it out. Why not? Then I saw another documentary series, which is actually a couple years old, but it came up as a suggestion. I'd never seen it before. It's called Rotten. I think I saw that. Yeah. There was an interesting one about bottled water. Okay. And I like these companies, they just take tap water. Right. Run it through an osmosis or whatever the hell it is. A filter? And then put it out as like spring water. But it's not from a spring. What what company was it? Well, Nestle, which owns like so many different brands. Yeah, but it's like Nestle water, Poland spring water, all these waters. So I don't know what's going on. That's the one thing I gotta I gotta stop doing. I drink tap water a lot. Yeah, but then you'll hear that. Oh, you drink a tap water? I know. It's got birth control in it. I I know, and I should. We have the Brita. We I should just run it through. Well, just, they're like Brita. Don't do anything. Okay. All right. Exactly. That's what I mean, Jerry. It's too much. <laughs> I, I have no idea. It's too much. Oh man.
I would like to tell you, though, yeah. that you've got a nice lady from Olney, Maryland, wherever that is. Olney, Maryland? O-L-N-E-Y. Olney. Olney. Buster only, Maryland. Yeah, but it's not Buster, though. Okay. Just bought uh, an Alan Jerry Cool Games coffee mug. Oh. And an Alan Jerry uh, Boring coffee house. Nice. What's mug. a coffee house? Oh, mug. Yeah. All That's right. That's cool. We're going to sell more of those uh, hoodies on Friday when we play Cool Games. I hope so. I cool hope so. Cool Games, Jerry. I hope so. What's funny is uh, the amount of people that will screen grab the Little River Band singing Cool Change. I know. And going, I never knew this was a real song. <laughs> That's from my childhood I knew that song because I used to, my parents used to listen to 101.1 a lot. Yeah. And the Little River Band for sure. Uh, there's And there's more than just Cool Change. They've got a few good songs. Oh, is that right? I feel like I don't I know. Oh, the Little River Band? I think if you told me their songs, I, I would know them. I'll bet you Cool Change, I'm going to say, if I just pull up Little River Band on Spotify. All right. Let I'm going to tell me what their big say, hits are. I'm going to say that that's not even in their top four. I won't say top five. I'm going to say they won't even be in their top four. So let me go Time home. Four. All right, let's search. <laughs> Little River Band, right? That's the name? Little, Little River Band. River Band songs. They still play, by the way. I'm sure they do. You know, they play like um, the casinos and things. All right, here we go. Uh, help is on the way. Oh, their best one. Got to be reminiscing. Oh, yeah. Wow, I didn't you know, know that, that right? was a little, little River Band. Uh, Lonesome Loser, oh, I would say, is song. also probably ahead of that. Lady, you know that one, 100%. Mm. And Cool Change. So Cool Change comes up fifth. Wow. You Lonesome Loser is awesome. Oh, yeah, I know yes. this one. It's actually a very, uh, there's a lot of them. Have you heard about, about the lonesome loser? We've been, I don't remember the words, but that, they used to come up too at WJDM. Is that right? When I was DJing before they almost fired me, and that was you, uh, I almost got fired for ignoring the, the dots. Oh, see, yeah. I, I love the what, dots. I didn't know what I was doing. You, that was back when uh, we worked at a radio station, oldie station, where you could pick your song. Yes. But. It was color-coded by the hour. Like, you'd have to play a song with a green dot, yep. a song with a red dot. Uh, what, the green dots were songs from the 50s. Yep. The red dot oh, remember were songs from the 60s. That I don't remember. The blue dot, songs from the 70s, and there was only one blue dot an hour back then. Yeah, I might have uh, screwed up the order. I used to love the blue dot. Yeah, I know. But we played, they had the Little River Band. And then there was, like, a yellow dot one where it was, like... The early 90s? No, no, no. A floater? It was some sort of unique song that wouldn't come up very often. Okay. Have you heard Now you can listen to Little Lones? River Band on the way home. I might. You might. I might, Jerry. Let's do the warm-up show. All righty. And then uh, we'll be back here tomorrow for the warm-up show, and we'll be previewing Lions Chiefs. Jerry, we're going to break it down. I'll take the... Offensive line. And oh, are you really? You'll break down the nose tackle if you don't mind. All right, right now, just give me one offensive lineman on the Chiefs. Jones. <laughs> there could be. I don't know. <laughs> Which Jones is holding out on the Chiefs? <laughs> well, that's Chris Jones. Is he defense? Defense. Oh, okay. Yes. Damn it. A good guess, though. Jones. All right. So.
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Four days until the Giants kick off the season against the Cowboys. The Giants stopped it at the one yard line. Holy cow! The home of New York Giants football. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, a couple minutes after 5 o'clock, it is Wednesday midweek for you right here on the fan. The Eddie Scuzzeri, what is up? And across from me in his pizza shirt, his name is Al Michael Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. Uh, I guess it's time for me to cancel my uh, HBO Max or whatever they call it these days, because uh, last night was the final Hard Knocks. You're done with Hard Knocks and HBO Max. Well, yeah, because uh, that's why I got it, to be honest. I was like, ah, oh, let me get this Max, let me get at uh, Hard Knocks. Uh, and then even it turns out they put the best stuff online anyway. I could find the best stuff from Hard Knocks on the internet. Bef- like They give you the good it. promo stuff. They give you the good stuff. Yeah, and actually I believe some of it airs. They, they promo some of it before the show comes on. Is that right? Well, they want you to watch. Yeah, like they posted the entire Aaron Rodgers saw a UFO segment from last night, which is... All the buzz from the episode. Of course, what I enjoy is after he tells the entire story Mm -hmm. about this Independence Day type of ship that was covering the sky and he was frozen in fear. Yes. He then realized. We looked in the papers and and online the next few days and there was nothing about it. That got me into researching more about UFOs. Yeah, so he told a good cool ufo story from 2005 but he also then tells you how it was explained away how uh that the sirens were a power plant right and that it's very customary to have a lot of activity around a power plant because you're defending the power plant no 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 yeah i think you misunderstood what he was saying he was saying that um that the the ufo was over the power plant, which caused the power plant to set the alarms. Because oh, okay. when he researched UFOs, as I know as well from my UFO researching, uh, that uh, UFO UFOs are often seen over power plants mm. and military bases and volcanoes and all these things that Aaron Rodgers was talking sucking about. the energy. Not sucking the energy. There are people that believe that the UFO aliens are uh, trying to make sure we don't go to nuclear war, mm, okay. and that the UFO. Uh, phenomena in the United States really started after we dropped those uh, atomic bombs because well, the aliens are worried about us. Eddie, who's the um, the guy who bent the spoon 
on Johnny Carson. Uri, um, the hell's his name? Not not Kreskin. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, not Kreskin. Oh, come on. There was a dude who mind-bended a spoon on yes. Johnny Carson. Ooh. It didn't go so great, but well, yes. That was weird. He is known for that, and he says the same thing, that the aliens are actually coming in peace to, yes. to stop nuclear war. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know there was... First of all, Aaron Rodgers said this was over New Jersey. In 2005. He was here for the NFL draft. Right. And they said about this nuclear power plant. I had no idea there was a nuclear power plant in New Jersey. There's a lot of stuff in New Jersey you probably don't realize. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot bigger than just your little circle. Yeah, I want the UFOs looking out over the power plants. Aaron Rodgers then said, not only did you see this giant UFO... Fire fire jets, what do you call them? Fighter, fighter jets. Fighter jets. I said fire, fire jets. jets. Fighter jets went uh, chasing these UFO, Jerry. Yeah, supposedly. Yep. Mm, oh, okay. yeah. We'll so that see. was exciting. Do you think we will see the aliens before you die? Yes. You do? I do. Wow. You tell me in, uh, I got probably another 30 years on the earth? Yes. Yeah, because we're so close now. To what? Seeing the aliens. Okay. Our own star quarterback here in the New York Jets saw a gigantic UFO over New Jersey. Okay. It's only a matter of time, Jerry. He saw something. That's what oh, he saw. Oh, yeah. He saw something, That's what all he right. Saw. He How come we haven't seen anything? I don't know. I'm out at night a lot. Me too. I look I'm in looking. the sky. I know you're looking. You know where I particularly look over the Atlantic Ocean? Being near the ocean because yeah, I've heard sure. some of these UFOs whoosh, go right into the water, Jerry. Because they they're live. living on the on the ocean floor. Yeah, but they wouldn't be so close to the coast that I would see them. They'd be like in the middle of like the Indian Ocean or something. Oh, the Indian Ocean. But I'm looking because they don't want to go near the Duke's residence. Well, the Indian Ocean is vast. <laughs> so is the Atlantic. Yeah, but I feel like the Atlantic. Uh, you know, you could see like I could see into the Atlantic. The Indian Ocean, I feel like, is just like. Anytime, like, a plane goes down somewhere and they go, oh, it's like finding a needle in the haystack in the ocean. That's how big the oceans are. Yeah, the oceans are huge. So that's like 90% the, of the planet. That's why the aliens hide down there. Okay. Probably killing all our whales, which is why they're getting washed up on shore. And so now we have aliens that fly, hover, and also have gills. No, their machines turn into submarines. Oh. <laughs> or, I mean, their ships. Underwater, in the air. <laughs> They got all sorts of things. Just ask Aaron Rodgers. Do I'm, they also go invisible? Like, can they? Do they have that ability to land on Earth and then no. when people appear, they go invisible? No, but they can speed away quickly. In fact, that's what they're saying. Uh, I think the alien ships used to be invisible to our radar. All of this stuff started happening once we upgraded our military radar. Mm. Now we see these things. Me and Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Boy, I wish I would have known this when we were there at the Jets camp. I would have cornered Aaron Rodgers and been like, tell me hmm. about this UFO. He didn't see, You know, it's funny because he didn't seem like he wanted to talk when it first started. So perhaps if they would have started on, with UFO. Yes. On our program? The, the, the interview started rough because was he was rough. running late and he yeah. had traffic and he was not in a great mood. Yeah, he was not in the mood for their nonsense, Jerry. Maybe if they started with the UFOs, yeah. oh, maybe it would have gone a little bit better in yes, the beginning. Yes, 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 yes. So I'm glad that came <laughs> out yesterday in Hard Knocks. That and the other thing that came out was uh, Rob Sala seems uh, very happy that other teams hate the Jets. He yeah, likes that's that been a uh, mindset now. Yeah, yeah. You know, X on your back. You are the team that everyone wants to beat. That means you're in a good place. Yeah, I wouldn't want that though. If I was, I wouldn't want to fly under the radar I think like the you, Giants. I think if you didn't have a Hall of Fame quarterback, you'd be worried about it. 
You like, would. you've got a guy that's been the hated, targeted guy already in his career. It just means nothing to him. He's going to go. You saw the way he was talking to uh, uh, Jihad Ward with the Giants last yeah. week. I mean, he doesn't care. He's going to go out there and do what he does. Hmm. And we'll see. The one thing I did like, this was not on Hard Knocks, I don't believe. This was with Chris Long on his podcast. Because one of the formulas for Hard Knocks has always been showing the poor guy, follow the guy, and then cut the guy. The long-haired tight end who gets cut. Yes. He said uh, Joe Douglas told Chris Long. When we found out we were doing Hard Knocks, it was really cool because Robert like immediately like texted me. He's like, I don't want to show any players getting cut. And I'm like, brother, we see it the exact same way. Like, There's no way. No way we're gonna we're gonna do that. That's kind of cool. Who is this now? Chris Long. That was Joe Douglas. Oh, that was Joe Douglas on, on Chris, the Chris Long's Long podcast. podcast. Yes. So, so they didn't really give us the so they told inside you, scoop. They told you we ain't doing it this year. Hmm. If you want us not doing it, that's kind of cool. Good for them. Yeah, if I was HBO, I'd be like, I'll go somewhere else. Then they I had nowhere want, else to go. I don't want. They to... literally had nowhere else to go. <laughs> Matter of fact, Joe Douglas could have said anything, and they would have said okay. If you want the commanders, go for it. And you know what HBO said? Oh, God, no. Maybe they uh, said, listen, we'll, we'll, we won't show anybody getting cut, but Aaron Rodgers got to tell that UFO story. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe that was a that. compromise. Right. Maybe that was a compromise. You never know. We heard Aaron Rodgers saw UFO. We're going to need that story in on our hard knocks. Why'd they save it, though, till the end? I don't know. Because I kind of feel like I could be wrong. I get the sense just from listening to the radio station the first Hard Knocks was was viewed widely. Yes. If we did buzz, no buzz for Hard Knocks. Last night, no buzz. No buzz. No. It's about the season now. Like, that's over. Yeah. So, we wanted to see the very beginning about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And now, yeah, once. Yeah, it's also like nowadays everything is so immediate that, like, Hard Knocks is like they'll be, like, covering the preseason game that happened five days ago. And you're like, eh. No, we saw it. Eh. And the highlights. Yeah. And we read about it. We're good. Yeah, we're good. We've moved on already. That's why it's good. It's short-lived as we're getting very tired of it. Get a UFO story, then it's over. And now it's gone. Now it's gone. Right. That's it. We get no more cursing Rob Sala, acting cool in front of the players. Trying to act cool. Look how cool I am. Yes. I say curses. Although not as dorky as the guy in Arizona. Did you see that nonsense last week? (laughs) Who... I don't remember exactly what he was talking about, but he's like, you know, who took the bus here? Who's got a fire in their gut? (laughs) This is a dude from Arizona? The the guy Gannon, who's the new head coach in Arizona, the old Eagles coordinator. And he just, the players are looking at him like, huh? Like, what are you doing? It's bizarre. The Cardinals are one of those teams, and there's a handful of them this year where if I put you on the spot to name the starting quarterback, you'd be like, no idea. Well, because Kyler Murray's hurt. Well, Josh Dobbs is, but that's because they they cut Colt McCoy and Kyler Murray's hurt. But you're right. There's like a handful of teams. Like, I have no idea, like, who the Houston Texans quarterback is. I have no idea. And the The, season uh, starts tomorrow. Let's go find this for you real quick. Eh, Maybe not. How about the Giants starting quarterback? (laughs) Daniel Jones, Jerry, <laughs> nailed it, boom. I, I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Daniel Jones needs to come out with a UFO story. Yeah, I don't get the sense Daniel Jones is doing any of that. He might be part alien. You ever see his long neck? Um, Yes, like I think Brett Gardner's part alien. Yeah. Maybe Daniel Jones is part alien. Daniel we Jones shall see. might be part alien. He's we got that big see. neck. He's got that blockhead. <laughs> the <laughs> Although blockhead. the aliens don't have blockheads. They have, like like you mentioned, the uh, Gardner head the brett gardner head yeah brett gardner head how about the rookie quarterbacks that are going to start yeah 
So you, Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis. Is, I'm not I, even sure. Is Stroud the good that's starting in with Houston or not? I think so. Eddie, yes. It is C.J. Stroud? Okay. And then Sam Howell. I don't know if he's a rookie or not, but he's starting with the Commanders. Can you think of any others off the top of your head? No, but rookies if, that are going to be starting. Uh, yeah, let me see real quick. And remember, who's your starting quarterback of your Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, Baker Mayfield. Yes, Baker Mayfield. That's exactly right. See, look at you're ready to go. Who are you mm-hmm. kidding? All right, I'm. I'm looking down here, Jerry. Like, uh, okay, Titans. Um, is a rookie quarterback? Starting? I don't know. I just don't even know who the Titans quarterback is right now. As we're getting well, it was into the, the kid from the Dolphins. Wasn't it Ryan Tannehill? Oh, Ryan Tannehill's still there. Was he? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then the other one is all right. This is Falcons. Um, is that that uh, one of their the guys who was there last year? Redman or Red or Billy or Bob? Or... I'm sorry, I'm not listening. I'm trying to find Jonathan Gannon. Um, what'd you say or now? Bob? The the Falcons. Well, remember the Falcons was Marcus Mariota last right. year, and then in that quarterback thing, he loses his job. And they moved on to the kid. Somebody. Desmond yeah, it, Ritter. It's, it is nuts, though. Yeah, it's like also I, because it's the end of summer. Not quite into it just yet. I'm going to pencil in a loss for all those guys. <laughs> you might this be very first, right about that. <laughs> this first week. Out of those, all right, out of those four. So you, we did the Texans, Cardinals, Titans, Falcons. I don't even know if any Colts. of these. And Colts. Out of those five. And i got to pull up the schedule now to see who's playing who. Do any of those teams win? Uh, I feel like the Colts quarterback is most competent, although I have no idea what I'm basing that on. All right, so what the hell? Why does it give me You know what I'm basing it on? Tom Brady talking to him. That's legitimately what I'm basing my quarterback ranking of the new guys (laughs) on. Uh, Titans are in New Orleans. Okay. Okay, that's one. Uh, the Cardinals. Now, this is an interesting one because I don't expect much from the Cardinals, clearly. They're in Washington. Now, the Commanders should beat them. I'm not saying they shouldn't. So but one of those guys is going to win. I'm, well, I'm asking you, out of those, out of that grouping of quarterbacks. Who the Colts playing? The Colts play the Jaguars in Indianapolis. Mm. I would expect the Jaguars to win that game, but it is an Indy. Uh, what other teams did we say? We said uh, the Houston Texans. The Texans Texas are in Baltimore. Team. Hmm. That seems rough. All right. So there, there's a chance one of those five teams wins. All right. But I don't know. You're saying there's a chance. I'm always saying there's a chance. Okay. I'm just not sure how good the chance is. Right. But there's always a chance. Always a chance. You never That's know. That's why they play the game. Did you see the stuff? That, I didn't see the show sheet yet because I was yeah. editing Jerry oh, Jones. Oh, terrific today. Did you, did you put the uh, Sean Payton stuff in there? No. Oh. What did he do? With Russell Wilson? Tell him to stop kiss the baby. Stop kissing the baby. He's yeah, not running for office. Actually, I did see that. I was like, what does that even mean, kissing babies? He basically came in and set him straight is what it sounds like. Oh, okay. Like, you're not a politician. You're a stupid football player now. Let's go. So there's that. And there was one other quote, which I'll get during the break, uh, that I'll give you on the other side, where he was pretty harsh with, with Russell Wilson. Good. Yeah, I mean, especially with the way how awful he was last year. Yeah. It actually makes sense. So okay, good. We can do that on the other side. All right, and I Jerry, know you've let's got do a that. Whole bunch of stuff. Oh, too. I sure do. Just getting started. Warm up show till six o'clock. Then it is Boomer and Geo on the fan. All right. So here's the um, warm up show, Alan Jerry. Here's the uh, 
part of the story from Seth Wickersham from ESPN talking about the Broncos when Peyton goes into Denver. Um, so clearly, as the story goes, it was one of the worst seasons ever, and Russell Wilson was at the helm. So how did uh, Peyton go in and make his presence felt? <laughs> he gets the team together <laughs> and showed them footage of a Ford Bronco driving off a cliff to describe their season. Oh, here are you guys from last year. <laughs> and then here he goes. He tells Wilson to salvage his career. He needed to focus less on Russell Inc. Quote, will you bleeping stop kissing all the babies? You're not running for public office. I like it. That's pretty good. Yeah. And see if he gets better out of Wilson this year. You could come in and do that once you... One time. Yeah, one time. Like when the guy is has such a terrible year and a fresh coach is coming in. Oh, sure. Because like, I never understand what happens. Like Russell Wilson was in a Super Bowl. Well, I think that's the point. What happens? That his focus was not on football. His focus was on business. And football was basically a path to growing his business. He was trying to be Mr. Unlimited. Trying to be Russell Inc. Russell Inc. As opposed to Russell Wilson, go out there and play quarterback like you're capable of. So, And that's a coach with clout. Yes. Comes in, lays down the law. Now, I did also see Sean Payton in that uh, ESPN promo they put out for Manningcast. Did you see this yesterday, so Jerry? I, so I was confused by this. So they're right. trying to get a third host, or is no, it a joke? No, I think joke? It's, it was a joke. Because a I saw Eli joke. say, I didn't approve this. <laughs> yes, it was all a big, uh, okay. hilarious joke. Okay. And I got exactly what I expected from Twitter, Jerry. I watched it, and I went in with, with positive vibes. It was stupid. I didn't laugh once. That so was goofy. It was the it was star studded, no doubt. Okay. That was the interesting part. Yeah, yeah. They got a ton of people in it. Wasn't Olivia Dunn in it? Olivia Dunn was in it. Tom Brady was in it. Everyone who's everyone was in it. Okay. But the acting was so beyond terrible. Hmm. And the jokes were not actual jokes. It was nothing. And it went on. I actually kept clicking the video, go, how much longer is this? <laughs> what, was it like sixty seconds? No, it had it had to be four minutes long. Four minutes, yeah. It was like went on and on and on and on. How many views do you think that got? I think I looked this morning. It had like six hundred something thousand views. Okay. But I just and then I saw one on Twitter. This is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. My sense of humor must suck. <laughs> well, <laughs> it must. It's changed. I, because people will laugh at anything. Yeah, I listen. I'm with you. I go to I, I watch comedians. I don't laugh a lot. <laughs> I don't. And you're supposed to be laughing at them, Jerry. I, I but there's a lot of guys that I just don't think are very funny. Then I saw the wildest video yesterday online. I mean, I saw that video first with uh, all the star-studded people. Then I saw Jerry. You're not gonna believe this. This Tucker Carlson put out a video. I know he's a political fella. He's interviewing a guy. And the guy's not cloaked in mystery. He they didn't change his voice to talk like yeah. this. They didn't put him in a darkened room. A man who says he smoked crack with Obama and had sex with him. Okay. This was on the internet yesterday. No, I mean, you can say anything on <laughs> It was on Jerry, this was shocking. Yeah, because it's probably not true. This is so shocking. But shouldn't Barack Obama sue this guy? If he has the time and the (laughs) want to and the the care. Well, listen, right now, if you wanted to, you could tell New York that, you know, you smoked weed and had sex with Rob Sala. 
If you wanted to. I do not. Jerry, I do not want that out. Okay. Please edit that. No, I'm not, I didn't say you said that. I said you could, though. <laughs> I know. I suppose I could, but I would be afraid of a lawsuit. That was just a wild video, Jerry. You just say you were joking at the end. My bad. That's all. Just April JK. Fools. Just kidding. LOL, everybody. Exactly. I did not smoke crack and have sexual relations with Barack Obama. LOL. Right. Yeah, that was some right? wild stuff. Honestly, we are living in a time <laughs> it is of crazy. this over-information, too many channels, too much information. I agree. It's, just, it's too much. That was the part, Jerry, that put me over the edge of that too put much you information. Over the, edge. the image of Barack Obama and some guy smoking crack together and then going into the bedroom together. Correct. Yeah, I would say that would put you over the that edge. That put me right over the edge. Nonsense. Come on now. Really silly. Silly. I had to take my iPad and hide it in the attic. That's how shocking it was, <laughs> Jerry. That's how shocked now, I was. Now, let me ask you this. Did you laugh more at that or at the Manning cast? I, I, I tell you, the, the guy about Barack got more of a reaction out of me. I was like, what you is this? You had to have laughed. There's no way you sat there and thought it was serious. I did think it was serious. Oh, come on. Stop it. I'm sure the guy who's trying to become famous. I don't know. Again, I'd like to see a lawsuit. It's not worth his time. It'd be worth my... And money. Like, what are you going to get from this clown? Honestly. (laughs) You're saying he don't have two nickels to rub together? Probably. Probably not. I didn't see the video. Yeah. So I don't know who this guy is or what he looks like. My guess is he's a clown. That's why you're a clown. (laughs) (laughs) What a wild... He's an attention-seeking clown. No, I'm going to go whore. That's why you're a clown. Goodbye. Goodbye. I mean, give me all these people suck. Yeah, I saw so many videos yesterday, Jerry. Then I saw a video. I guess the NFL did a video also attempting comedy where they were talking about how the NFL is scripted. What the NFL should do? Put out highlight videos and do what you're good at. That's what you should do. Stop trying to be what you're not. You're not Richard Pryor. I mean, really. I would love NFL's hardest hits. I'm not even saying that because I, I understand they're sensitive to it. Oh. Show me amazing catches, <laughs> game-winning plays. Okay. Show me that stuff. Would you be interested in a guy who smoked crack with a former president? I would not. It's All stupid because right. it's not true. Come on now. So this video was uh, Tom Brady did a video about how the NFL is not scripted. You know, there were a lot of rumors. We know it's not yeah. scripted. But in the video... People really examined Tom Brady and found that they believe he's doing Botox because he had no wrinkles on his forehead. All right. So they pulled his skin tight. Yeah, they think they pulled his skin tight. I don't care. I don't care. You know what? (laughs) You want to get Botox, get Botox. Jab yourself in the face with needles. I don't care. You don't care. I do not. Kathy Griffin, you see that photo of her? Oh, my gosh. Right. She basically stabbed her, uh, her, her lips so they could tattoo them a certain color, and then she looked like a carnival actor. Whatever. If that's what you want, go for it. Now, I know it worked out for her after the swelling went down. Yeah. Looked great. Whatever. Do what you want. You want to tattoo your face, tattoo your face. You want to put earrings in your eyeballs, go do that too. I don't mean, care. Think of the shocking stuff I saw yesterday. Well, you got a lot of time. I did. Like, I saw too many weird videos yesterday because I saw the Obama thing. I saw the Tom Brady with Botox face. I saw a four to five minute Manning brothers trying to be hilarious. Then I saw the video of the aftermath of the Delta Airlines plane. That the guy had with the diet of his exploding yeah, diarrhea. Because a passenger had exploding diarrhea in the aisle. Like they took that plane back. Yeah, they had to land a biohazard. Yeah, you think? <laughs> 
Holy crap. Explosive Wait. diarrhea. Yeah. So I oh. saw that video on top of all the other stuff that, my brain got yesterday. That plane was going from Atlanta to Athens. Does that sound right? I, yes, I believe you're correct. How far did it get? It was going to Spain. It was going to Spain. All right, so you got to figure a six, seven-hour flight. Yeah. How far did, like, first of all, you got to get your mind right for a six or a seven-hour flight. Right. Then you got to hope that you get on the plane and everybody gets on in a nice orderly fashion. There's no issues. Mm -hmm. And then you got to hope that you can take off somewhat on time. Absolutely, Once you take off, you figure, all right, let's hope for a nice, smooth flight, Mm -hmm. and let's hope there's no issues with anybody on the plane. And no unruly passengers. And instead, you get a guy who can't control his diarrhea. You know why, Al? Because he probably ate that crappy, oily, greasy food in the terminal. Right. As opposed to just getting a pretzel, having some water, and being ready for the flight. Yeah, you're getting on a seven-hour flight. You can't get any of the... like any of the food at the airport. That guy probably got a bacon cheeseburger and <laughs> french fries and sucked it down with a 20-ounce Coke. Yeah. And his stomach went... <laughs> <laughs> or like a pulled pork sandwich oh, in the airport. <laughs> or, or how about day-old pepperoni pizza? <laughs> yeah. And I guess he was trying to get to the bathroom. Clearly. Could you imagine the the embarrassment? Oh, the embarrassment. They said the smell was crazy. And then, yeah, I saw the video online this morning. I'm, what I'm not, this is I need help with, though. I didn't see the video, but I, I did read the story. Yeah. You said the aftermath of what the plane looked like. Did the dude drop his drawers? I don't think <laughs> did so. Did that not stay within the pants? I think they must have been loose fitting. <laughs> is my only thing Either I Either that think or of. he was wearing runner shorts. Right. <laughs> right. right. He was trying to get like, I'm going to relax on this flight. I'm going to wear, these are my running oh my shorts. God. They're very roomy. Oh, yeah. So gross. if I was an impressionable young man, of which I'm not any longer, Jerry, that th- those videos I saw yesterday really, really af- could have affected me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you imagine what that plane, oh God. Did anybody vomit? Um... I don't think anyone vomited, but but uh, eyewitnesses, like family members of people who were on the plane, said it was very uh, gross, disturbing, <laughs> disturbing. Yeah, it's basically it's a flying porta potty. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it sure is. Oh my god, that's awful. Yeah. Oh, the poor man. They said though that the pilot was so calm under pressure. He was like, "What oh, pressure? Yeah, I got a biohazard on the flight." And, it wasn't uh, a bomb, Al. It was diarrhea. Yeah, but that's biohazard. Yeah, now. but he's locked in the cockpit. He's fine. Oh yeah, he was fine. He's probably <laughs> like, "I am not going out there." You know what he realized? Wait, time out. I can turn around and not have to fly to Spain, <laughs> and I get paid for today. <laughs> and I have a fun story to tell. <laughs> Let's go home. It's time to go back and land. Oh, my God. Yeah, emergency landing. I do think about that anytime. Like, when we went to Milwaukee, when we got back a few weeks ago, I remember walking through the airport and saying, you know, it's amazing. We always talk about this, how awful our air fl- our, our, our travel was to Texas. It was a mess with the f- canceled flight, Rio, all that stuff. But, man, when it is on time, it is outstanding. Yeah. Exploding diarrhea is not something that I would have ever worried about or concerned myself with. And if there was, it would be relegated to the bathroom. You would hope. Yeah. You might be like, can't use the bathroom. Somebody had a really bad disaster in there, but it's not in the aisles. Have you ever had not that happen, but had issues? No, thank God. See, I have, but not. On a plane? Yeah, but not to the extent that anything happened but i've had a couple i've noticed so you know with rutgers you get these meals that are waiting for you after the games 
So sometimes you eat the meal, it's late. Like it's 10 o'clock, body's not used to that. I've learned not to eat it anymore. I get it, and then I save it for here. But the first few flights, flying overnight, and my stomach feels like a volcano. Yeah. Like, uh, what's going on? <laughs> uh, perhaps I shouldn't have had the hot wings or the hot chicken sandwich. Like, uh-oh. Yeah. And then I'm looking, I'm like, all right, I got to get to the bathroom. Meantime, I got 20 gigantic human beings that are clogging up the aisle because they're sleeping with their legs across. Right. Like, all right, I can't get to that bathroom. The front bathroom's occupied. I'm screwed. But I, you know, I was all right. I got through it. But I could see how it could happen. Yeah. And if the other people on the plane had the similar meals, Ooh. now multiple people are in this oh, same position. Terrible. All right, quick break. 537. We're more than halfway home. Uh, Boomer and Geo coming up at the top. Very busy Wednesday here on The Fan. You think Rex cringes when and if he hears that? Yes. Like, ooh, they can. St- they're still chasing it. And why do we have no right to criticize? Them? I, I because they've won so much. Oh, I see. <laughs> I don't know. I miss Rexy. I do too. I want Rex as the head coach of this defense and Aaron Rodgers. Well, if Rob Sala doesn't win. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's Super Bowl this year, but I'm like, if they're not really good this year with this defense and Aaron Rodgers, they could be looking for a coach. I would love to see Rex back. Me too. That'd be so much fun. I was so annoyed when he went into the broadcast booth. Like, we need a guy like that coaching. Yeah, I agree. And we haven't seen him much on ESPN. No. So I don't know if that's because we were kind of leading into the season. If he was one that was laid off or had his work cut back, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I didn't see him amongst the laid off folks. I didn't either. I did see the Chris Mortensen retired. Yes. How many years? I think Long Eddie has him beat 33 years. Eddie laughs at that. Eddie laughs at someone being at a sports place for 33 years. Eddie's been here 35 years. He yeah. laughed. 34. Starting Entering 30. his thir- All right. So you can't laugh that much at Chris. Chris Mortensen, 33 years at ESPN. That's quite a run, Jerry. Uh, that is quite a run. Yeah. It's pretty remarkable. He has uh, throat cancer he's been battling. Very sad. Battling uh, throat cancer. But, yes. uh, yeah, he said after 33 years, stepping down, Jerry. It's a good run. It goes fast. It goes Tremendous fast. run. I know. I, when I we I, get into media, we always thought, like, we'd be like, three years, fired, onto your next job, three years. No, I didn't know. I didn't think that. You actually. didn't think that? No, I was kind of hopeful of, now, I didn't think, now, I'm 26 years. I'm not 34 like Iron Man in here. Um, I didn't know that I'd be approaching 50 years old and still be yeah. here. But I was hoping for a good run. I, I got The idea of moving all over the place is not... No, I you wanna, hope for that, but that, that was always the thought about the, the industry, the media, sports media industry, was that you'd be bouncing around. I guess, but I felt like Mike and the Mad Dog had great longevity. Um, the way I looked at, you know, Imus and Stern, great longevity. Now... A couple of different stops, yes, but really settled in yeah. to a couple of places. I, I don't know. I When I got into this, I thought I was hoping for a good run. When I uh, joined Boomer and Carton, it, I was like, if I get five years out of this, <laughs> that would be awesome. Five years? Five years. Well, but think of the disasters you had. Yeah, I had disasters in my path, uh, in my past. And, and uh, you were just coming off a big one. Yes, David Lee Roth. Yeah. And then also, I was like, oh, replace Five years, Imus. you didn't get five months. <laughs> David I, did, Lee Roth. I did not get five you're, months. You're three months, right? Well, uh, yeah. Three months. Three months of on the air. Two months prior. <laughs> so five months total, Jerry. Right, sure. But only three months on the air. And yeah. you probably thought Boomer, former quarterback, yeah. he's not in this for the long haul. Yeah, who knows how this will go. 
Yeah, I was also on a streak of, you know, like non-radio guys taking radio jobs and sure. not lasting long. And here comes Boomer. And here comes Boomer. Yep. A non-radio guy. And he has become the ultimate radio guy. Yes. The mo- the morning man for s- coming on year 17. How about that? Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is very cool. What else do I have here for you, Jerry? I see that uh, the New York Post is reporting the Mets are down the road, quote-unquote, down the road in negotiations with David Stearns. Okay. This, we, is, this is what I don't understand. All right. And I meant, to, I meant to, I wanted to bring this up last week with Joe, and we just never got to it. I'm not saying he's not a good baseball mind. But what the hell did the Brewers win? What, because they went to the playoffs four years in a row? Okay. Great. They want to see won a World Series. No, they haven't. We're treating this guy like he's going to come in like the savior. He's not Theo Epstein, last time I checked. Did a nice job in Milwaukee. They won Zippo, not one World Series, and they weren't great in the playoffs either. Oh, by the way. So I know a lot of Met fans are excited for this. All right, prove it. That That's what I would say, prove it. Maybe their thinking is, look what he did with the Brewers, and they don't have endless pockets like we do now. All right, you know what? This endless pocket crap doesn't <laughs> work. It doesn't. No, it does not. And, you know, people want to point to the Dodgers. Yes, the Dodgers spend a lot of money, no question. But you know what the Dodgers also do? Develop players. You know, it's it's kind of, it's a good mixture as opposed to just spend, 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 spend. How to work out with the Yankees this year? Not great. How to go with the Mets? The Mets, not good, Not Jerry. great. How to go with the San Diego Padres? Oh, they're, they're not well. No, not well at all. I mean, there are examples where it does work. There's a lot of examples where it doesn't. How are the Rays doing? How much money do they spend? I'm not sure. Oh, come on. <laughs> the Rays. You're Tampa Rays. My Tampa Rays? They're in second place to the Orioles. How much money they spend? Not much. Not like the Mets, Padres, and Yankees. No, not at all. So, it's just this whole day. We talk about money like it's this end-all, be-all in sports. It's not. Every time I hear uh, David Stearns, I think of the Mets great catcher, John Stearns. I do, too. Right? I'm not going to lie. I do, too. Every yes. time I hear his name. Correct. I think you know it would be great. John Stearns. Yes. And he, then I see a photo of him, and I feel like he was a character in American Pie. Who's this? The, the guy, uh, the David, actual David yes. Stearns? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And John Stearns, unfortunately, passed away, so he Sadly. can't have the job. I know. He was like my my first favorite Met. John Stearns? John Stearns, yeah. He was like the one Met. He would go to the All-Star game when you had to get a player from your team when okay. the Mets were just terrible. He was the representative. Yeah, they, they'd let John Stearns go. He was the pity pick. Yeah. They'd be like, send John Stearns. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, I always liked him. Then I also see, Jerry, Giancarlo Staunton. Staunton? Giancarlo. By the way, someone said that you called Gina Gino yesterday. I don't believe that. I got to go back to the tape when you were talking about I the football. I saw that also on the social media. <laughs> I got to find out. So, uh, Stan hit his 400th home run yesterday. That's yeah. pretty good. That's a That's a nice... Yeah, it's great. Individual stat. Yeah, it is. Too bad he has sucked here the last couple of years. <laughs> that part, yes. And but then yeah, I said... He is one of the best power hitters I've ever seen. Uh, the fourth fastest in MLB history. The 400, yeah. Yeah. Although it said fourth fastest, and then I see he's behind four guys, so he'd have to be fifth fastest. Who are the names? Mark McGuire. Steroids. Babe Ruth. Right, steroids. goat we goat steroids, horny goat weed. right? <laughs> a rod, okay, and Albert Pujols. 
Then that would make him fifth. Yeah, would make him fifth. I didn't hear the – so I heard uh, – was it – who was doing the updates? Kevin Dexter, Pete McCarthy, one of those guys overnight? Kevin I, Dexter McCarthy was the guy. No, it was not. <laughs> I did not hear any of them mention Pujols, I don't think. Oh, maybe uh, Pujols is after him. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't re- – he's – um Stan's one of those guys, if he never played here, if he was still in Miami – we would be thinking of him like, oh, my God, this guy is unreal. And yeah. he is. I'm, he's a great power hitter. But why, And when he first came here, he was fantastic. But watching him the last couple of years, even though the power numbers will be okay. Eh. Right. And when we would see him on the Marlins, it was against the Mets, and he seemed to always do Own well. the Mets? Yeah. yeah. So we really would have had this vision of... Giancarlo Stanton. Has. Well, but that also that also lends itself to the conversation about you know the writers voting for the Hall of Fame back in the day for guys they never saw, like you were basically putting guys in the Hall of Fame based off box scores in the newspaper, box scores and seeing his highlights on this week in baseball. <laughs> well, I suppose I'm I was going back further than that. Oh, even further. But you're right. Yes, and you can talk about Twib for sure. Where Love you would Twib. see some highlights. It just I don't know. It's different now because you have the access to all the games. But years ago we didn't, and these. And if you're covering a team, how do you really have enough time to check out all these other players aside from when you see them six times a year? It is incredible how much video and highlights we have immediately now. Yeah, like I think Brandon Nemo had a home run last night. It was on. Uh, it was on X within five seconds. Five seconds. Yeah, it's, it is remarkable. Like too. Like I think sometimes, like if I was a kid now. And I woke up I every morning, had all these baseball highlights. My head would be exploding. All right, we're going to explode now with an Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence on Travis Kelsey. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, yeah, we got uh, 26 seconds. Big story, go. Jerry, I know the big story you were looking forward to this morning. They finally revealed how uh, what killed a 99-year-old Bob Barker. He was 99. No, Jerry. They know. revealed what to caused his death, Alzheimer's. Okay, not being ninety nine. Well, he was ninety nine though. That's where I say good run. Oh, ninety nine. You say sixty nine. Good run. I say ninety nine. Uh, no, seventy nine. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD One. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.